The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem-solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen, one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, editor of Modern Tire Dealer. Are your salespeople aggressively pursuing new business or are they just waiting for customers to come to them? What's the difference between a sales maker and an order taker? Today's guest, Mike Townsend, spells out the differences and also offers real world strategies for turning order takers into sales makers. Mike's the owner of Townsend Strategies, a sales and leadership coaching consultancy that specializes in helping independent tire dealerships optimize their operations. This is a can't miss episode, so let's get to it. Hey, Mike, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure, Mike. And earlier this year, you wrote a very excellent column in, in MTD uh, discussing, you know, order takers and sales makers and how you can differentiate uh, between the two as an owner or a tire dealer or a manager of, of a shop that the people who work underneath you, you know, are they just taking orders or are they out there actually generating new business, securing new customers and making incremental sales? Can, can you sort of uh, discuss the difference, Mike, between an order taker and a sales maker inside a, a independent tire dealership? Absolutely. Uh, tip, typically we, we ask that question when we're doing a phone skills coaching or if I'm on location and I watch the sales process, the final four feet of the sales process take place. And many times I'll just ask the salesperson, uh, were you a sales maker or order taker? And it's, it's always interesting. You know, they, they think for a few seconds and then they, uh, they will come about and say, well, uh, you're right. I was an order taker. So a sales maker is someone who, uh, gives the customer what they need. They ask good questions. They ask more questions than just a tire and a size. And, uh, and they literally uh, go forward with solutions. And they're, uh, I guess the best way to sum it up is they want to help the customer to make the right decision. An order taker just, you know, customer calls in, I want the cheapest tire you got, or they come in and I want the cheapest tire you got. They, the, the salesperson just takes an order quotes the tire, customer says, okay, and they're done. So it's, it's sometimes can be difficult to measure for the tire store owner or for the uh, district manager or for the manager of the store. It can be, it can be difficult to, man, uh, to measure unless they're uh, just really right there beside them or listening to phone calls. I was going to ask, Mike, is there a quantitative way to gauge uh, order takers versus sales makers, but from what you just said, it's it's observation. You need to be right there with them at the sales counter. That's right. Absolutely. Mike, you consult with a lot of independent tire dealerships. You've you've watched things happen at the sales counter at a wide variety of businesses and and companies and. you know, in your in your travels and your experience consulting with independent tire dealerships, are are sales makers 
more rare than order takers? Do order takers outnumber sales makers typically? Absolutely. Uh, we recently, uh, as recent as this week, I, I, today's Friday and I got in late last night and uh, spent the week in Atlanta. Uh, I, in the last three months, I've been in the Atlanta metro market and we've mystery shopped a total of maybe 70 dealers and uh, not one of them, uh, in my opinion, was a, a sales maker. And uh, so, so they didn't, you know, they didn't do what they should have done, you know, that they're collecting a paycheck. And, and of course, national average of disengaged employees, I think is around 72%. And that was pre-COVID. I, I would guess that it's probably higher than that after, uh, after COVID of disengagement, employee disengagement. So let's say, let's say I'm a shop owner or a tire dealer and I've identified an order taker working behind my counter how can I convince that individual to see himself as an order taker rather than a sales maker? Do you find that some order takers think they are sales makers when in reality they aren't? You know, what, 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 what questions do I need to ask? What do I need to do to convince this, this person that, um, you know, he's merely taking orders? Well, uh, for, for us, we, uh, uh, they have to hear themselves on the phone uh, and, and they have to see what uh, the process of what a sales maker is. So typically we'll play a phone call for someone that, that clearly has a, a person who is, who is guiding the conversation, who uh, knows how to, uh, to help customers and leads them into a buying decision. Uh, typically those phone calls take three minutes and 20 seconds or less. A order taker, you know, the customer is always uh, steering the ship, and uh, those calls can take anywhere from uh, four and a half minutes to to ten minutes, which on the telephone is a is an eternity. And so, uh, taking an order is, you know, most of the time it's the the, the sales the, the the sales maker always uh, Mike asks for a commitment at the end of the call. Uh, the order taker never asks for a commitment whether it's in the showroom and we, we mystery shopped a couple of independents this week, smaller. We, and by the way, we've mystery shopped everyone, all the national guys, all the, uh, the, the regional players, and they're all uh, in need of help at converting order takers into sales makers. Now it's, when we say sales makers, it's an internal term. We, we're, not, we're not saying that uh, the customer needs to feel like you're a salesperson. That's not what we try to do. We try to make every customer feel served, never sold. And so it's a consultated sale on the phone or in person. And it's not a pressure sale because the uh, automotive industry has, the entire industry has, has got a pretty bad rap for that. Does that answer your question, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's say you, you've convinced uh, a salesperson behind your counter that he or she indeed is an order taker. How do you convert order takers to sales makers, how, how do you move the needle? Yeah, it, it typically takes about, um, uh, the fastest we've ever done this is within four months of separate coaching calls. And so uh, we would set up a time a monthly, sometimes we can do it bi-weekly, but it takes about anywhere from four to eight coaching sessions 
and, and, the, and the key component is the person, one, has to realize they're an order taker, and then two, has to be willing to change. And, uh, and that second part is, is huge. Uh, every time you're asking someone to change, the opposite side of that coin is always tension. So once you cut through the tension and let them know that you're there to help them, and, and, and by the way, it decreases the amount of time they spend on the phone, which gives them more time to spend serving customers that are in front of them and, uh, and helping guys in the shop or, or do, doing work that needs to be done without just sitting there on the telephone. Um, multiple times because a lot of these guys are taking 50 calls a day and if you can cut those times in half uh it, it frees them up it, it frees up several hours in a day yeah imagine it all adds up and i think we've all been there before going into a a, a tire dealership that's that's particularly busy and and having to wait either at the the counter or in line at the counter while the the person on the other side uh continues to talk to uh, another customer, and uh, it can create a frustrating experience for those people who are waiting physically inside your shop. I imagine. Absolutely, yeah. And in fact, we we have to you know, we have to coach these guys and say, look, if you're letting that phone ring off the hook and you've got customers in front of you, you know, we we ask the question, which customer is the most important? We just did this in a training class this week in Atlanta, and. Uh, half the class got it right and half the class got it wrong because half the class said the person standing in the showroom is the most important. The other half said it's the customer on the phone because he's not standing in your showroom. So, so the, the, the phone is an integral part in, in how you, uh, you have to be a salesmaker on that telephone because if you're not, you're going to waste time allowing customers to ramble through and have them lead you uh, instead of you leading them into a, into a, a good buying decision. Can you recommend some easy, quick tips or best practices to help our listeners uh, perhaps begin the process of converting a, an order taker to a sales maker? Converting an order taker into a sales maker. Well, as I said earlier, you know, the, the person has to want to be coached and, and you can't, you know, we can't give them the want to. Typically, we find that when they hear themselves, you know, when we, we have recorded calls, uh, and we've we've used um, internal mechanisms to get those calls, real calls. I mean, real customers calling in. And we we harvest uh, coachable calls, or uh, using uh, uh, an outside source. Uh, and there's several that that we've used, but uh, one in particular that's up there in your area. Uh, but uh, using a, a a call that is a coachable call, typically you can convince that person that hey, look, I I need help. Uh, let them hear two or three calls, ask the question at the end, did you take an order or did you, did, were you making the sale? And so what, once you get past that hurdle, it's simple and, and just making sure that they have a process. And I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, if they will trust the process, uh, in other words, uh, you have to greet the customer and you know these national guys that have over a thousand stores, some of them 2000 stores, uh, some of the larger uh, folks is that's one thing that's common is they have standardized processes and and as a whole they they don't deviate too much uh, from from those processes but uh, you know and we found holes in it like like we did during our mystery shop but you have to get them to adopt a process doesn't mean that they now a lot of people think well they, they get scared and they think that you want them to be scripted 
but that's not what we that's not what we teach. We we teach people to have a process that makes the customer feel served when they get off the phone, and typically it causes them to doubt uh, anyone else that's on the phone. And it's just really slowing down and asking questions, Mike, because most of the time the only question that's asked on the phone is what tire size do you have, hmm. and then. That most most people on the telephone can be replaced with a uh, with a phone prompt system. What we found in our face to face uh, secret shopper uh, is that most people could be replaced with a kiosk that has a motion sensor that would have a voice activation when when it when someone got close enough to it, it would greet them and the person could literally touch the screen and put in what they wanted. And it's sad because we love people. You know, we, we, we want to help people. We want to help people develop, but uh, we don't ever want to see people get replaced by, uh, by automation. But uh, I think that someday that's because help is so hard to find. I think someday that's what, what tire dealers are going to have to do. They're going to have to get in the way of the U-scan uh, like the supermarkets. What happens, Mike, when um, you can't convert an order taker to a sales maker. I, I imagine that's probably the time for a tough conversation. Yeah, it, it is. And, and, you know, it's, uh, if you put all the parameters out, there's performance improvement plans that we can implement. And that's when you really get serious and you, you literally sit down with the employee and say, Hey, here's, here's where you're at. Here's where you need to be. This is how we want you to engage the customer. Uh, and we're going to monitor that over the next 30 to 60 and sometimes even 90 days. If they see improvement, they make it to the 90. And if they don't have improvement, then typically they're, uh, they will either find another job because that performance improve, improvement plan is pr pretty tough sometimes. It's kind of like training for a, for a 5K if you've never run before. Uh, and so it, it can, it'll, separate, uh, it'll separate the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so... Uh, it, if you can get that person to agree, most of the time if they agree to the performance improvement plan, they'll stay. But if they don't agree to it, then a lot of times they're gone within, sometimes you just have to let them go. Sometimes they will let themselves go. They will literally resign on the spot. But uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate, you know, because it, it, you hanging on to an employee, trying to get an employee to change and and, and implementing that change is, is uh, easier for uh, the dealer because there's a there's a cost of acquiring a new uh, employee and then of course ramping them up to uh, being experienced so let's say mike that you've converted your staff to uh sales makers rather than order takers they're completely on board with what you want them to do and they're they're in the, they're in a new groove what what can you expect to see uh from a business standpoint High, higher profitability greater Man, customer satisfaction that, that, that is such a great question mike um, typically what we see when we see an employee who buys in and they know how to create a meaningful measurable uh and um a, a meaningful experience for the customer uh, and a memorable uh, experience for the customer, it becomes measurable. And so that's what you're talking about. You're talking about how do we measure that? And of course, yes, uh, profits go up, you know, and we've seen them go up uh, if, if depending on where the, the, the person's operating. Sales certainly go up uh, and that's, that's good. But the best part is, is that uh, there was a, a book about marketing and advertising. And I want to say the guy's last name is Beckwith. He, he had a great quote that advertising is the tax you pay for being mediocre. 
Now we're talking about a transactional business. You know, we're not talking about a B2B business. You know, you, you, advertising is good. You have to have advertising. Advertising, good advertising creates the opportunity for somebody to sell something. But at the end of the day, uh, if you have sales makers on your counter, a lot of times you need less sales makers because they're able to, to, to take care of more customers at one time. They're able to take care of more phone calls in a day. Uh, many times it, uh, you have to have more sales makers because those sales makers create more business by word of mouth, branding and advertising. Uh, you know, people become ambassadors for your, for your tire store uh, instead of detractors from your brand. And so, uh, so important to make sure that that, that person is a, is a sales maker versus an order taker because all the KPIs improve. Yeah, Mike, as we wrap this one up, any other thoughts on sales makers versus order takers, how to get people on board and, and to buy in, as you say, to, uh, to, to your vision of your company? Well, I think, I think we, you know, we have to show them that it doesn't cost them more time. It actually saves them time. And, you know, and, and these guys, it's not an easy job being behind the counter uh, of any uh, tire store today. Uh, customers are on edge. Uh, many, uh, many people, you know, because of COVID and because of uh, current events that are going on and, and because uh, there's more people unemployed and, and, and everybody's stretched thin, uh, getting people to see that, uh, that it will actually help them even improve their work-life balance because uh, they're not going to be as tired when they finish that 10-hour day behind the counter at the tire store. Uh, once they get past that learning curve and, and start implementing some of the techniques that we teach, uh, it's fun. And so uh, it's, it's fun when you, uh, when you are in control and you're not letting other people, uh, especially the customer, control you. And so, uh, yeah, does that answer your question? Absolutely, Mike. Hey, we want to thank you for, for coming on to the Modern Tire Dealer thank Show today. Yeah, th thank you for the great insight from the front lines. I mean, you're out, you're out there talking to tire dealers and observing tire dealers uh, all the time, you know, as part of your work. And, and it's, it's really valuable to be able to, to relay that, that information to our listeners. So we, we look forward to having you on again, Mike, at some point and, and hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. You're welcome. The Modern Tire Dealer Show is sponsored by MTD10, the training and education network. Formerly DSP20 Group, 10 is the most progressive, comprehensive resource offering tire dealers the solutions, connections, and training they need to reach their goals. From one-on-one -on -one coaching and 20 group networking to real-world on-site problem solving and exclusive content, 10 offers an all-encompassing approach to education unlike anything the industry has ever seen one that will ensure your business succeeds long-term. Learn more about what 10 can do for you and your business at mtd10.com. Thanks for listening to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. To contact Mike Townsend, email him at mike at townsendstrategies.com. Listeners contacting Mike for the first time will also receive a free initial consultation. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon.